that's like me going into a boxing match and saying, hey, Mike Tyson, I think I can kick your ass. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted, hopefully without any technological hiccups. <laughs> I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is my friend from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? You know what? I'm actually really good this week. I'm in a great mood. I'm causing trouble at the office. It's really good. So how about you? I'm doing great. And you know what doesn't cause any trouble, Kirby? What's that? If you are on Common Skew's platform, that's that causes no trouble whatsoever. For sure. Zero. I mean, it is, and we know the people at Common Skew, but you've been a customer, and I know you really see the Common Skew platform as a f- way more sophisticated tool than mm. others out there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if people say things, gosh, I've had things like this, but this is so much better than what I've ever used before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if you feel you've outgrown your product search tool to run your business, go ahead and get with Common Skew. It's a much more powerful way to run your business, and it ties in with all the major search tools with Sage and ESP and Distributor Central. It's the best of all worlds. So go ahead and give them a try at that free trial, commonskew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, will they be sorry they did? They will not be sorry they did. I didn't think they would be. Are you ready to go <laughs> ahead and broadcast at a platinum level today? Absolutely. I'm ready to rock. And I want to, again, thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me. My only hope is you'll actually have the courage to stick around this week. <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall see. So um, I've got a topic if you're ready to roll. Yeah, let's do it, man. Okay, so ASI, they had the uh, Power Summit last week in mm-hmm. San Diego, California, and a lot of luminaries and, and high-profile high, uh, people attend that event. I, I did not go because... I'm neither high tone nor high profile. <laughs> but one of the things they do at the Power Summit is they put out a list for the Power 50, mm. the 50 most influential executives in the advertising specialty industry, as, as ASI would call it. Um, and and I have to look at the list. I don't know if you've looked at it, but I just wanted to run through the top 10 real quick and get okay. your impressions on that. Okay, sure. So, so number one is, is – oh, let's go with number 10. Number 10. I feel like uh, David Letterman. Number 10. <laughs> Ross Silverstein from I Promote You. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Jeff Letterer from Prime. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Greg and Vera Musillo from Proforma. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Gene Geiger and Joanne Lance from Geiger. Number six, Mark Simon from Halo. Number five, Norm Hunger from Alpha Broder. Number four, Kevin Lyons Tar from Four Imprint. Number three, Marty and Jeremy Lott from Sanmar. Number two, CJ Schmidt from Hit Promotional Products. And your number one <laughs> Power 50 honoree is. Chuck Fandos from Brand Edition and Facilis. So, looking at that list, what did you think about that? What do you first of all? What do you think about this type of list in general? Mm-hmm. And second, what did you think about the rankings on the list? Yeah, uh, so, let's start with what I think of these kind of lists in general. What I think, I, I actually really like them. I feel like the the cool answer would be to say that oh, I don't I don't dig them. I absolutely eat these up. I think they're super interesting. I think they I, they really what I. Uh, 
come away with each and every time there's a different list like this in the industry is I pull it up and go, okay, who am I connected with and who do I know? And what is a good way for me to connect with these people so I can just be, you know, for lack of a better term, better connected. Well, you um, just want to ride people's coattails. I completely understand that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing with you. So uh, I essentially really like these lists. I think they're fun. I think they're interesting. I think they're great fodder. Um, so regardless of the list, whether it's the rising stars or whether it's the hot list or whether it's something like this, I, I think they're fun. Okay. Um, and then, you know, as for the overall content of the list, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm qualified to tell you that someone sh- that is at this should be at a different thing, but right. I think that it's comprehensive. That would be, if that makes sense. And I think that it's neat in the sense that a few people have, um, uh, got onto the list that I don't think were in the past, and I think that you know a couple of those additions were really good. I think it's really interesting that Chuck Fandos is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not who, and boy, this is not a disrespect comment to Chuck. Uh, it's just not who I would have thought of. But once I started thinking of the process, I'm like, oh, I kind of get it, right? So for me, it's a it's a list that made me think a lot, and I like that. So that's my take. All right, so I have a slightly different take. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of these lists for a variety of reasons. Not the least of which is I don't understand what the qualifications are. Sure. So, um, I mean, everybody on this list, or, or just about any of the lists you mentioned, the hot list or the the rising stars list from PPAI, they um, absolutely people deserve to be recognized for the good work they do. And in, 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 in this one is you know. I, I, the power they yield, or the, that's probably not the way to put it. I think the influence they wield in the industry. And so that's a pretty subjective thing. And so uh, I think it creates good fodder for a, a conversation like we're having here. Yeah. So I'm looking at this list, and I mean, I wouldn't argue with anyone who's on this list. Right. What I would argue, though, is maybe some of the placement. Okay. Um, like for me, that Paul Bellantone is number 30 when we're talking about influence in the industry. No, I think is, that's is ridiculous. That's, that's a fair critique. And, and, and I, I, we may have even had the same exact conversation a year ago. <laughs> in fact, I think we did. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why Paul would be so low as the uh, president and CEO of our industry's trade association. That doesn't, that makes no sense to me. So, so here's my pushback, right? is so in remember the list of course you remember it but the list that dale denham does i do so dale's not on it right and we both we both agree he should be correct but he he struggles to put himself on that list right i think it's interesting tim andrews is not on this list is he is he no, you know, my, he should, that, you, you know, it's funny you bring that up. That was actually my other point. Why isn't Tim Andrews on this list? Yeah. Or Matthew Cohn? Yeah. You know, they wield some serious influence in the industry as well. So you make a, a good point, but then again, it kind of makes my point too. Right. No, yeah. So some of the some of the things I struggle with, you know, that, uh, like I said, Paul Bellantone's at 30, and I look at someone like Fran Ford, who has mentored – I think just about everybody in the industry at one point or another is one of the <laughs> wisest people I know. And for him to be at 21, I, I think it's a great honor. Man, I'd love to see him higher because he's one of those people that when he speaks, mm. I don't know one person who doesn't listen. Yeah. Okay. I will say putting this list together has to be very, very difficult. And I yeah. don't know who on the editorial side over at – uh, ASI does this, but I think they do a good job. So yeah. this is not a cut at ASI and the job anybody did putting this together. I think it's incredibly challenging, and I think it's a bold thing to do. You put this list yes. out there, 
and it invites yuck monkeys like you and me to, <laughs> to, to punch holes through it. Yeah. So kudos to them. And, and I, I will have to give a shout-out to our sponsor, uh, Commonskew, because Mark Graham and Catherine Graham chalk yes. in at number 47. Pretty yeah. impressive. It's really impressive, and I love the fact that that's, you know, that's one of those things that's come, come organically, and I think that's yep. really cool. But, yeah, I, I'd say that my, my take on that is that Tim Andrews should be on the list, and I right. under, but I understand why they didn't. You know what I mean? Because it would be hard to. But then I think they're they're saying, I think they're giving a nod to Paul, even though he's not an ASI exec. So I, I understand the well, politics there that I think are interesting. I think it's bullshit, and okay. I'll tell you why. I think when you when you purposely leave someone off the list, it's if unless Tim himself is putting that list together, then he should absolutely be on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? I see what you're saying. It's one thing because you know Dale Denham puts his online 18 together. Yep. So it's very difficult to say, well, I'm more influential online yes. than this person. I get that. I doubt very seriously Tim is involved in the process at all. He may oversee it. He may approve it. I really don't know. But I guarantee he's not in a boardroom with 50 uh, magnets moving him up and down a whiteboard <laughs> and who should be where. So I, I don't I don't think – I think that the fact that he's not on this list kind of taints it a little bit to be very candid with you. Mm, okay. I get it. I get it. I, I, it, it. This is one of those things I think – I think we agree, but it's just one of those where I think we come at it from a little bit different uh, yeah. take on it. So, yeah. If that, make, if that makes you feel better, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I will say what else. You're not on this list. Why are you not on this list? You're one of the most influential people I know. I mean, in Man. terms of the content you put out there, maybe you should be on this list. Uh, so wow. Super flattering, our, but no. Yeah, anybody <laughs> from our friends at ASI who are listening, it's spelled H-A-S-S-E-M-A-N. Kirby Hossaman should be on that list in 2018. Yeah, okay. Sure. All right, you got a topic for us, Kirby? I do. Um, This is one that I thought was kind of fun. It actually happened a couple weeks ago. Um, So, and I'm trying to debate whether to bring up names. I'm probably going to bring up one name. So, uh, this is one of those case studies from a social media perspective that I thought was super interesting, and I don't know if you saw it. Um, Our good buddy, uh, Dana Zezo, Mm -hmm. was, there was a post on his wall, and uh, where a customer went and kind of, posted on his wall that he was having problems and posted his phone number and to dana's credit you you posted saw dana's phone number no no posted his own posted okay. the customer posted his own and just said hey i'm having problems i don't like it was kind of a a uh, targeted <laughs> uh, comment you know it was one of those where it was kind of pissy for lack of a better term and um it was and acerbic yes oh that's good that's almost as good as cacophonous and yeah. Anyway, so Dana got back and said, hey, yeah, we'll, um, we'll look into it. He was having a problem order or whatever. And then the, the, the person kind of took it the next level and says, I don't know if this is how everybody's treated, but blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of took it to that next kind of level where the tone just wasn't great. It just wasn't. And Dana, again, super smart, said, hey, we don't treat anybody poorly. We're going to get this taken care of. And he tagged people. You know, it was one of those things where he handled it really well. But what was really funny to me was then, like, the industry and all the people around, like, Dog pile. drilled this guy. It was a it was a social media case study of how customer service can be done and done well in a public way and how tone can be taken. And I mean, it was really, really interesting. I don't know if you saw it. I did see it, and I think you hit it on the head. It was a case study in how not to attack. Yes. Um, and what happens when you are attacked. 
there was not a higher road that Dana and the team at Imagine Brands could have taken. They took the absolute high road. We're going to handle it. We're going to take care of you. And they did from, from everything I saw in the post. And I, I did follow that pretty, pretty closely. But the dude who started that <laughs> off, so, come on. I mean, you're asking... First of all, you're picking a social media fight with the king of all social media in the promotional <laughs> products industry. Yeah. That's like me going into a boxing match and saying, hey, Mike Tyson, I think I can kick your ass. <laughs> okay? um, so pretty pretty poor idea there to do that. And again, it's one of those things that, that I, I've said before, whether it's on this podcast or just in conversation. One of the things I loathe about social media and one of the things I love about social media, it's the same thing. It gives everybody a voice. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Not everybody needs a voice. And <laughs> when you're going to use your voice like that, you deserve to have the smack put down on you. Yeah. And so I know that, uh, like I said, Dana and his team at Imagine Brands handled that with such tact and such uh, delicateness. It was, it was enviable what they did. And it was a case study in how to handle something like that. But I have to believe that somewhere... I know I was smiling when I saw everybody, you know, laying the smack down on that guy. And I have to believe Dana was, too. Well, I, I think what's interesting is, you know, uh, Stephen Covey talks about how you, uh, when you're developing a relationship, you have a trust bank. And when you do something um, mm-hmm. good for somebody, then you've made a deposit. And right. then when you do something wrong, it's a withdrawal. Well, what it shows you is when in social you make enough deposits, when you provide enough value, people will come to your defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like they will in community, just like they will at a party, just like they will. It's really, it was an interesting. No, j- yeah. So it go happened ahead. To me, no, it happened to me at Promo Corner about a month and a half ago. Someone mm-hmm. got all up in arms about us running an ad in an email for supplier x yeah that's what we do (laughs) and the guy was upset because he was a competitor and was all pissing i'm like you have every opportunity to craft your own story craft your own message we'd love your business Mm -hmm. and man if everybody just did i was very you know handled it very you know understand your concern here's why we run it and this is what, what you can do and you're more than welcome there's certainly our vehicle or other vehicles in the industry and the way people just clamped down on that dude, it was like, okay, that, that worked out well. <laughs> That's cool stuff, man. I, I just thought it was an interesting topic yeah. for the podcast, for sure. Okay, so I've got another topic, and maybe we can get to two more before we go to fill in the blank. So recently, and, and I know you are a fan and watcher of college football, and I mm-hmm. am as well. And so lately, there's a, this very strange trend, and I noticed it first at a Texas A&M game against UCLA. Okay. They ended up completely shitting the bed and losing, but that's beside the point. <laughs> when In the first half, when A&M was running up the score, the running back who scored a touchdown would come off the field and someone would hand him a cane. And then he'd like be doing some weird dance with the cane. I'm like, well, that's weird. When, since when did props become involved on the sideline? Okay. Well, then this past weekend, A&M played Mississippi State. And when uh, a Mississippi State defensive player made a big play, came out field and someone draped, it looked like a 50-pound chain across his neck. Good Lord. Don't know what it stood for. It wasn't really explained. University of Georgia, when one of the defensive players makes a sack, they put this gold-plated shoulder pads over his shoulder pads that says says savage on it. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what's going on with this. Tell me what you think about this sideline swag or uh, (laughs) sideline celebratory 
paraphernalia. If you oh, know. man. Are you kidding me? I love it. I, I, <laughs> I actually am thinking about getting golden shoulder pads to put on anybody who writes a big order here at Hosman Marketing. I right. think that's hilarious. So, I mean, I, you know, I... I have not seen the cane. I haven't seen the gold chains or whatever. But, um, you know, I think... It's ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure it is a little bit ridiculous. But I think it's this is one of those moments where... um, when all the the fun bunch, you know, when we were growing up and the NFL was really into group celebrations, mm-hmm. I th- I thought that was fun, and they took that away. Um, you know, the NFL said no, we're not doing that anymore. I felt like they overreacted. Of course uh, they did. Of course they did. The NFL I, doesn't know any other way. Yes, that's exactly right. But I think it's true with college too, man. Like it was like like I think it was a couple years ago that like referees were following kids down to the end zone and watching them with eagle eyes to oh, yeah. see if they like celebrated at all too much and it was like they were waiting to throw a flag because by god there's no way you could celebrate one of the coolest accomplishments in college football by right. scoring a touchdown but boy you are going to the principal's office if you do i mean like they were looking for it too much now this will swing too far the other way because that's the way it does but no right. I, I i'm down with fun Okay. No, I'm down with fun too. I just I thought the I like I don't mind the spontaneous use of, of the props. Yeah. Okay. So that's like fair. In the case of Texas A&M, it was the drum major's mace that okay. the running back took and kind of played with it. You know that was funny. Okay. But when you have a gold chain or a, a a fifty pound chain, you're just waiting on putting on somebody's neck. That just feels a little weird. <laughs> it's a little um, scripted. Yeah. It is. It, it's way too scripted. Yeah. But and we're I, I we're not I, a fan of scripted. No. And I don't want to take the fun out of, of college football. Or or any football for that matter, but I just thought it was an interesting, interesting turn, turn and swag, if you will. No, I, I I get it, but it's one of those that it. I think it, that will as the course of these games play out, all of a sudden it'll become too much. And but I'm with you. I like the spontaneous celebrations, and I actually don't mind them being planned out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I could I could use with fewer props. But man, if yeah. like I saw somebody playing hide and seek, this was the NFL, but right. I thought that was funny, and I, so. I still think the funniest thing I ever saw was when Terrell Owens was with the San Francisco 49ers and whipped a Sharpie out of his sock yep. after he scored a touchdown, <laughs> signed the ball, and gave it to a kid. Yeah. I still think that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in terms of touchdown celebrations. Yeah. Um, and I know he got fined and mocked you know, ridiculously for that. I still think it's genius. But. Yeah, I, I love that. My favorite uh, hypocritical kind of celebration was last year. Wasn't it last year that Zeke Elliott jumped into the Salvation Army thing? Yeah. And, and they they find him like crazy, but then it was like the cover photo of the NFL oh, yeah. website. I'm like, well, well which is look, it? Ne- never accuse the NFL of not being hypocritical. Hey, we <laughs> care about player safety, but hey, on Madden EA Sports, Madden NFL games, just look at that hit. He knocked his helmet right off. We're very concerned about player safety. (laughs) That's why we have so many Thursday night games. Exactly, exactly. Well, hey, I think we're right up to fill in the blank. Sounds good. I have some exciting news for you, Kirby. What's Um, that? We, our sponsor, uh, which is Branded Logistics, has been held over for a final week by popular demand. The the outcry has been so loud by our audience that they want to get on in this, so we're giving them one more week. This will be absolutely the final week. To get with our good friends at Branded Logistics, as you remember, they, they have everything OtterBox sells, and they're wanting to put your logo, your, your client's logo on them. 
So if you want a free distributor self-promo phone case, mm-hmm. go ahead and send them an email with your phone, the type of the, the, the make and model of your phone to sales at brandlogistics.com. One per distributor, just one per distributor. So if you've already done it, go ahead and stop, step away from your Google machine. <laughs> so you can send the email. But if you right. haven't done it, this is held over. And this stops at 5 o'clock Friday. 5 o'clock the end. Friday, the end. That's right, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. On Friday, November the 3rd, they will not accept any more emails. If it's 501, you're going to get that email sent back to you. In fact, they're going to be so upset they're not even going to acknowledge the email. So you've yes. got to get it in now. And Love next it. week we will have a different sponsor, and we're pretty excited about that. So more on that next week. So, Kirby, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, we'll do we'll do a couple fun ones, and I want to. Well, I'm, I'm glad you stuck around this week for filling yeah, the blank. Thanks, man. I and appreciate you know it. So is our audience. <laughs> no, man, you did a great job rallying the troops last I time don't for know sure. About that. All right, far away. All right, so training your 15 year olds to drive is excruciating um, and i knew this i actually I, I, I would have bet my next paycheck you would have put this in fill the blank come on man um, it's not actually as bad as i thought uh, yeah to to their credit both of them are very eager to learn mm-hmm. um it certainly is a great way to entice them to spend more time with them so i do enjoy that mm-hmm. and they're very open to criticism and adjusting so far there's been no yelling which i'm thrilled about personally i was a little worried that i was going to get a little thrilled or a little little (laughs) jelly um now i will say okay hit the brake you might want to hit the brake please hit the brake hit the brake (laughs) you know there's a little bit of that or hey you're drifting you're drifting all right there we go but it's uh it's hard yeah it's hard because you know they have to do it to learn and it's a very painful process yeah, no, I feel you, man. I've had two of them go through it, but uh, well, here, here's the good news. You come out on the other side, if you've trained them well, it's actually really nice to have two people with driver's license. Oh, it, oh absolutely, absolutely. But I will tell you, as a sidebar, so, you know, of course, they have their learner's permits. I had to add them to our insurance. Now, that didn't cost anything okay. because, be, because we are in the car with them. But they did give go ahead and very nicely give me a quote online for when they do get their driver's licenses. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one, pal, because it went up um I, I, it went up by, you know, fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So not, Sorry, not awesome. All right. Yeah. So Sorry, your turn. The day of the year pumpkin spice everything should actually come out is October first. Excellent. October 1st. Now, you know, I can, because I know that obviously the country is enamored by this and most of the interest. I'm not. I'm part of the country. I'm not enamored by it at all. And I was about to say, and most of the industry is enamored by it simply so they can post it to your Facebook page. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, it's funny. We, we have a pumpkin beer right now and we will have it for a brief period of time. We just put, we just, um, we'll have it probably through November. Um, but I think October, November is actually, kind of, it, it would be fun then, but it's a little bit like the group of people that I, I actually was at the dentist today and they're like, have you seen all the people around town who have their Christmas trees up? And, you know, again, more power to you. You're excited about Christmas. That's fine. But right. you're, I think it's one of those moments where you're wishing your life away. Yep. And it's like, dude, just enjoy Halloween. We, Thanksgiving, we have, for crying out loud. Whatever. Yeah. So we that's, what, stopped, that's what that is. We have ceased to allow anything in our country to breathe. 
Yes. <laughs> to breathe. For sure, for sure. All right, go ahead. All right, uh, so the World Series thus far has been... There's a World Series? <laughs> uh, with apologies to our friends in Los Angeles. Forgettable, I guess. <laughs> with, our, with apologies to our friends in Los Angeles and Houston. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, and That's I probably cool. should. I know the game played Sunday night was epic from everything I've seen about it with so many home runs, and I think it was an extra inning game. Yeah. Once the Rangers get eliminated, which <laughs> sadly happens on an annual basis, I generally don't care. Um, yeah. I'll flip over occasionally, but honestly, there's better uses of my time. Um, if I'm pulling for a team, I'm pulling probably for uh, Los Angeles just because Houston is in the Rangers division. Mm. And I, I, I just can't in good conscience pull for them. It'd be like me as a Cowboys fan pulling for the Eagles. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, that's cool. Um, all right. Got one for me? I do. Okay. Raking leaves in the fall is... <laughs> unnecessary you need to get a a leaf blower man (laughs) like why would i rake leaves at this point it's 2017 trust me i have children who do it (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like i'm sure there are people who find that nostalgic i find it uh to be uh backbreaking and pointless i i got a leaf blower for 50 bucks and i'm gonna take that to the bank all right give me one more okay the best place to stay in nashville for cheap is Knoxville, <laughs> because there is such there are, there are no hotel rooms here in Nashville. It is so bad, and they're building. We joke in Nashville that the national or the state bird or the city bird should be the crane because of all the building that's going on. There are just simply not enough hotel rooms to meet the demand. Wow! So on an average day, we actually have higher prices for hotels here in Nashville than you would in New York City, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's but crazy. Your, your run-of-the-mill Hampton Inn or Holiday Inn Express on a Tuesday or Wednesday night is going to go for three fifty. Three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got one more for you, and then we okay. wrap up. The Ohio State victory over the Penn State Nittany Lions made you... (laughs) Made me. Damn, you went in a different direction because I was going to say that it was epic and that it was legendary. Uh, No, it made me... Uh, ecstatic. That was I, like I was mad for three quarters of that game. Right. Uh, I was mad at Ohio State. I was mad at our special teams. I was mad at the referees. But that fourth quarter was. I mean, that's as perfect as you can play as a team. And so that was pretty awesome. That yeah, was I'm pretty, pretty awesome. sure our mutual friend Janet McMaster would not agree with your assessment. Yeah. No, that's fair. No. I know that she uh, she was having a rough go of it. I texted her and I said, "Hear me out for a second. What if football is bad, really, really bad? And this is when A&M was shitting the bed against Mississippi State. So I was very much in, in that way of thinking. So, But you know yeah. what's not bad, Kirby? What's that? That would be using Common Skew as your platform to run your distributor business. We talk about it just about every week because they have been a longtime sponsor of this fine broadcast. And we would be remiss if we didn't say one more time that it's an easy way to onboard your new reps. It's it's. It makes clients just fall in love with the interactive presentations, and it leads to a higher conversion rate. There's really no reason not to go over to commonskewcom slash unscripted and give that platform a try. You're doing yourself. You're doing your family. In fact, you're doing your nation a disservice if you do not go try the free trial over at commonskewcom slash unscripted. I would totally agree. You should check it out. All right. Well, Kirby, uh, again, thanks for sticking around the whole episode this time. So hopefully we can make it two in a row next week. Hey, thanks for not hanging up on me.
I would never would. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.